More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, People Pleaser. Are you exhausted from trying to make everyone happy all the time? failing. We want to help you take care of others while still taking care of yourself. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical theology of the body based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today's show is titled People Pleaser as we talk about those times when we're afraid that we're letting people down, uh, those times when it's we feel like it's our job to make everyone happy or make sure everyone's getting along. And maybe we have a hard time saying no to someone even though we know we need to or we feel guilty even giving our kids consequences or setting a boundary with someone who's taking advantage of us. If if that describes you at all, you might be suffering at least a little bit from the disease to please. And that is actually different from being a loving person. We want to talk about how to be authentically loving without being a doormat. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. This is is a problem for everyone i think we certainly see that in today's society where people will check work emails you know way into the the late evening and and are torn between being there for their family and being there for their job and making sure they're great at everything which in part is just trying to be great at everything and the other part is not letting anybody down not ever taking care of ourselves because we have to you know get all our bases covered But it's very difficult for many, many, many of us as Christians, because as you were alluding to, Greg, we think the loving thing is to make sure everyone feels nurtured, everyone feels happy, everyone gets along, that we are sacrificial in everything we do. And we are called to be sacrificial in many ways distinguishing all this disease to please stuff from actual Christian love and working for other people's actual good well yes actually caring about our own good as well is something that we often struggle with as Christians and particularly I see it in Christian women that doesn't mean our guys out there can't call in and say hey I'm struggling with this and I need help But I really see it with Christian women because a lot of women struggle with this idea to begin with. And then you put that 
Christian servitude on top of it, and we feel like we can't sort it oh, out. You know, and, and, and Christian men do this, too. Do I mean, they? Well, because we, we, we want to go out and save the world, so we can't say no to any project oh. or any ministry. Uh, you know, we end up, you know, then neglecting our, our wife and our kids because yes. we're out building the kingdom of God. Yes, which, which women <laughs> don't really do as much of. So they, we've kind of got the double thing. It's going out and doing all the ministries and doing all the things and working and... Yes, we better take care of our kids and our spouse as well. So it's there. It's there for all of us in one way or another. And it can often exhaust us. It can often confuse us. And believe it or not, it can often drive a wedge between us and the real promptings of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Because we're so busy trying to please everyone, often in the name of God, we forget to really check in with God and ask what he wants yeah. from us. By the way, as an aside, um, so the, the latest episode of Bedatitudes, uh, the podcast I do through Catholic Home, uh, is actually talking about this very topic, uh, where we're looking at the Bedatitude, blessed are the dads who are persecuted for, for holiness sake. Mm. Uh, and I'm talking about, you know, what happens when we get pushback from people when we try to put our families first. And so if you're in that situation and you're trying to figure out, you know, how can I be that strong Catholic dad who's really got his priorities in order check out the latest epitude epi- <laughs> <laughs> yeah check out the latest episode of bedatitudes <laughs> which is available go. at catholic hom on the app or at catholichom.com but we're taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825 about people pleasing you know, it's, that's different from the call to authentic Christian love. And we're asking you to call up and share 877-573-7825. Are you afraid that you're letting people down? You know, do you feel like it's your job to make everyone happy or make everyone get along? Are you having a hard time saying no to someone even though you really need to? Uh, or do you feel guilty giving your even your kids consequences or setting a boundary with someone who's taking advantage of you you might be suffering from that disease to please and that is different from being an authentically christian loving person we want to help you discover how to be authentically loving without being a doormat 877-573-7825 as you say this you know are you really concerned about saying no to people I'd add, are you concerned about saying no to everyone but yourself? You know, are you put your you have a plan for taking care of yourself, for nurturing your spiritual life, for your physical well being or your mental health and then somebody else needs you. The the kids need that thing, your spouse needs that thing, somebody needs your help. And then you're the last person on your list. Uh, you know, or the other part of that is if you, you know, especially when I was talking about dads, you know, men, are you having a hard time saying yes to everybody except your family? Mm. You know, and, and you end up feeling like, you know, you're, you're doing all the good, these good things for God, but getting pushback from your wife and kids because you, you keep saying no to them. Uh, that is people pleasing as well. And it's not a healthy thing to do. It's undermining uh, the, what you're primarily called to. So let's talk about it. 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And when he was Pope, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections 
over the course of about five years that, that looked at how we can prayerfully examine God's creation and discover his plan for leading a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. People-pleasers are often confused about what it means to be authentically generous. The theology of the body certainly affirms that we were created to be generous to others, to use everything we have to work for each other's good. But there are two qualifiers. First, the theology of the body reminds us that truly godly, holy relationships are mutually self-giving. In other words, all the people in the relationship are called to work for each other's good. Human beings are made in the image and likeness of God. St. Bonaventure said that the relationship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit was like a three-bucket water wheel. Each bucket is constantly pouring itself out for others, but never running dry because it is being immediately filled up by the other buckets. Being made in God's image. Healthy human relationships are supposed to be like this divine relationship. God doesn't want anyone to feel obliged to take care of others but never feel taken care of. It violates how we were created to thrive and to face as the icon of the Trinity that our relationships are actually meant to be. Yeah, so the theology of the body also, secondly, reminds us of the importance of choosing to work from love instead of always working for love. You know, people-pleasing, more often than not, isn't true generosity or true love because it's motivated by the impulse to work for love rather than from it. And when we work for love, we give not so much as a true expression of love in a healthy relationship, but because we feel like it's the price we've got to pay to get someone to love us back. Plus, this often stops us from being truly loving because it makes us afraid to work for people's ultimate good, especially if we're afraid that doing that might ruffle their feathers. But when we work from love, we're able to give freely, confident in our dignity as children of God and, and our right to be loved freely and totally and faithfully and fruitfully. We're able to choose to do what's best both for ourselves and others, even if that sometimes risks causing conflict. People-pleasers tend to get stuck in the trap of working for love, but God wants so much more for us. The healthier and godlier our, godlier our relationships become, the more we're able to generously and authentically work from love rather than getting stuck working for love and giving in to the disease to please. So if you are finding yourself in that place where you're often afraid of letting people down or that you are letting people down. Maybe you feel like it's your job to make everybody happy or make sure everyone's getting along and, and it's driving you crazy. If you're having a hard time saying no to someone even though you know you need to. If you feel guilty setting boundaries with someone who's taking advantage of you or even sometimes setting consequences with your kids. You might be suffering from that disease to please, and that's different from being a loving person, as we just kind of pointed out. We want to help you discover how to be authentically loving without being a doormat. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your questions. In the name of the Father, Father and, and the, the Son, Son, and the, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence, and we ask you to help us to be genuinely loving to others. And instead of being trapped in that disease to please, where we are working for love rather than from love. 
Lord, in all situations, help us to remember that being truly loving means being committed to work for others' ultimate good, which also means giving them opportunities to serve us just as we are serving them. Help us to make sure that our relationships are always mutually self-giving. Give us the grace we need to respond generously to others while still making sure that our own needs are met so that we can help each other become everything you created us to be and build those mutually self-giving relationships that form the foundation of your kingdom. We ask all this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name of the the Father, Father, and the the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled People Pleasing, as we talk about those times when we get exhausted from trying to make everyone happy all the time and usually end up failing in the process. We want to help you take care of others while still being present to yourself. How can we be authentically loving without being a doormat? That's the question. So if you are often afraid that you're letting folks down, if you feel like it's your job to make everybody happy all the time or make sure that everybody's always getting along, and and that's getting harder these days, if you're having a hard time saying no to someone even though you feel like you need to, or you feel guilty setting boundaries with someone that really needs some boundaries set, give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. We got a message, Greg, from Mary Ellen, who is listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio. And she says, my husband is in the process of becoming a deacon. And while I'm thrilled that I'm married to a holy man who wants to serve the church, I'm having real concerns about how this is affecting our marriage and family life. Our last child is in his last year of high school, and we have one in college, and two new grandbabies by our two adult children who live fairly close by and we love to see. But I feel like all of his study and service are already keeping him from being fully present to me and the family. And I'm afraid it will get worse once he is a deacon and is committed to all that it will take. But I don't want to ask him not to become a deacon when the church needs help so badly and he truly loves the work. What should I do? And that's Mary Ellen in Ohio. Well, you know, I think this is one of the things that um, that, that I was just talking about, you know, that that we often... find ourselves in that situation where we think that building the kingdom of God means going out and doing things for other people and we feel selfish prioritizing our marriage and family life and certainly the church truly does need good and holy men and and men to even you know enter into the the life of serving as a deacon that is a huge need in the church right now but as you discern that, as you go through that process and that training, the church also really calls married men who are deacons to be discerning this with their wives and family. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things that we forget, and this is really, this is the way the church thinks about family life, um, that marriage and family life is our primary ministry if we're married, right? That is, that is a ministry. It's not just something we have. You know, we don't have a wife and kids. We, we are minist- doing the ministry of marriage and family life. Think about it in this way. So, you know, ministry is any activity that communicates God's love to another person. And if that isn't marriage and family life, I don't know what is. And if we are out you know, doing, quote-unquote, God's work, but neglecting our wife and our kids, then we're failing God. 
Um, and in fact, even scriptures talks about, you know, the need to have our own house in order first. So I, I would, I would lovingly challenge your husband, you know, because, you know, this is a, this is an impulse or, or kind of a temptation that a lot of men have, um, where, and, and women too, but, but I think, you know, men more so in some ways, you know, that, that, that if I'm going to do great things for the kingdom, I have to do it outside the house. <laughs> And, um, you know, if he can be a deacon and still be fully present to you and, the, and your children, well, great. But if not, then your family has to come first because your, your home is a domestic church. And you and your husband have to take primary responsibility for forming your domestic church. And it's his first sacrament in this order of his life. You know, we often look at marriage and we think the sacrament was what happened only on the day of matrimony like it was a one-day thing no it is truly the sacrament it's the beginning that 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 ceremony is the beginning of living our sacramental life as a married couple every single day every moment and everything in our lives should be discerned together in prayer but especially huge decisions like this that not only affect us our family but the people were serving in the church as well. So, you know, we actually talk about this a lot in, in Catholic Home. Um, if, and if, you, if you'd like more support in figuring this out, I'd really encourage you to join the community there uh, by going to catholichom.com or downloading the app. The first month is free, so I'd encourage you to sign up and just try it out. But, but the whole point of that ministry, that resource, is to give families the support they need to become dynamic domestic churches and protect the integrity of that domestic church in the, in the face of both the pressures that that the world can place on families, but even our own desires to some kind of, some kind of well-intentioned but misguided desires to, to serve the church can come and can undermine our attempts to build strong domestic churches. And and the and one of the other reasons this is important to prioritize. Uh, our domestic churches, even over those other kinds of good ministries and all that, is because, again, the church says that the, the church is a family of families. The family is a building block of society, and it's a building block of the church. And if you're out there, quote-unquote, building the church by doing all these great things, but you're letting your own building block rot, you're undermining the foundation of the church while you're supposedly out there building the church. And you're, and you're undermining the witness you could be giving and that people are looking for when men become deacons and they're married and they have children and young grandchildren and a family that lives close together they're looking at that family wanting to to observe it as a model for how they should be living and I, that doesn't mean you have to be perfect it means that what you do is you're praying together constantly you're making those decisions for the family you're loving each other well as your first priority under that first sacrament of matrimony those are all things that are going to bear witness to the people who see you together, who are served by, by your husband and the rest of your family. You know, we have a, a wonderful um, family in our town, and the husband became a deacon in the last couple of years, and their family prays together so well and loves each other so well 
that their witness is greater as a family than it is even for all the work that this wonderful blessed man does for the church. It matters. So don't be afraid to bring this up to your husband and say, we really have to enter into a time of real prayer and discernment about how we're going to balance these two things and, and if I, it's right for us. You know, again, if, if we can support you in that, don't hesitate to become part of the Catholic Home Community. That's Catholic HOM. You can download the app or uh, sign up at CatholicHOM.com. The first month is free. Check it out. All right, we've got to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about the disease to please on our show titled People Pleaser today, 877-573-7825. When we come back, in addition to taking your calls, we'll be joined by Damon Owens. He and his wife, Melanie, are the founders of JoyfulEverAfter.org, and they'll be, he'll be talking about some ways that we can overcome that disease to please and choose to be authentically loving. Stick around. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. I went to Las Vegas years and years ago for one of these cable shows. And, and I was uh, shocked to see all these old ladies in their 70s and 80s getting off that plane, running for a slot machine. You don't have a chance to win. They're all fixed. I know, my uncle used to have slot machines. <laughs> EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. When I was outside of the church, there was always an unsettled feeling. There was always a feeling of something missing and something not complete. The, the deal clincher is we found our way to our, our parish, and we met just an incredible pastor. We learned things that we'd never been taught. Wouldn't be the person that I am without the church and without the sacraments, particularly the Eucharist. I can't live without it. If you've been away from the Catholic Church, visit catholicscomehome.org. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. Finding health care for yourself and your family can be isolating and confusing. That's why the Catholic Health Alternative, CMF Curo, is offering Christ-centered health sharing for individuals and families, along with new wellness services to help heal and restore your whole person, spirit, mind, and body. Visit cmfcuro.com to find out more. That's cmfcuro.com, where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today on More to Life, the show is titled People Pleaser, as we examine that disease to please and how it's different from authentic love. Give us a call at 877-573-7825 and tell us, are you struggling with that feeling that you're letting people down or that you're having a hard time saying no even when you should or setting boundaries when you need to? Let's talk about it. 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Joining us right now, Damon Owens. He and his wife Melanie are the founders of JoyfulEverAfter.org, a uh, theology of the body based marriage ministry. Damon, welcome to More to Life. Thank you. It's good to be with you all, as always. So, Damon, what can the theology of the body teach us about overcoming or healing that disease to please? 
Yeah, well, this is actually one of the really beautiful section. And in fact, the introduction, Dr. Mikhail Waldstein, in the opening paragraphs of the latest edition of The Theology of the Body, really unpacked even more of John Paul II's thoughts on this, this interplay, this interconnection between human relationship and connection and the divine connection. And he uses St. John of the Cross to talk about the ordering of love as self-gift on one side, if you could imagine a triangle. And on one corner, another corner is marriage as a sign of that mutual self-gift, how two unique, unrepeatable persons can be in such communion that two can become one. And that's sort of in the horizontal plane. But at the top of that, that triangle is the, the truth about God himself. He's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in such perfect union that there's not an annihilation, but there's a perfect communion of those. So those three points of love is self-gift, marriage is a sign of it, and, and the uh, Trinity itself really is meant to, on a practical level, give us a vision of this constant interplay that we can't love ourselves or others in that horizontal plane until we have been loved by love itself. You can't give what you don't have. And John Paul, is, in many instances here, whether he's talking to the scriptures, whether he's, you know, Sarah and Tobias, he's uh, unpacking uh, Ephesians uh, 5, uh, 21. All of these are scriptural references as well, that human love is a continuation, a priesthood, a mediation of divine love. So we love Well, I guess what you're, you know, what I'm hearing you say really speaks to this idea that we were talking about earlier that, that, you know, while we're called to give from love, so many of us are, are stuck giving and working for love. Uh, and, and, you know, the difference, of course, being that when we're working for love, everything we do kind of has a price tag on it. We expect that somehow this is what we have to do to get love back. Whereas what you're really talking about is the need to really immerse ourselves in God's love so that we can then share that generously and authentically with others. That's exactly right. And again, rephrasing that the beautiful opening that you had today, that's exactly right. And the reason that we give for love is because we have not received love. We're not giving from abundance. We're giving for, it's almost a utilitarian. And it, it, it borders, if not just crosses the border, of love not being gift, but love being uh, an instrument, a tool, a use of another person. So it's because I haven't received what I need, I need to do something to earn the love that ought to have been gift. So again, when we look at that, whether from the divinity, from God, and our relationship with him, who is the source of all love, or those that we've been gifted around us, including our parents and our spouses and our family, love is never meant to be a tool, to an instrument to draw out from someone else something, but it's meant to be pure gift. And when that polarity or that flow gets reversed, that's when the fear comes in. That's when that sense that we have to work for love instead of working from love. It really is abundance versus a scarcity mentality. Amen. Damon, thank you so much for those insights, and we encourage anybody who's interested in finding ways that Theology of the Body can bless your marriage to check out joyfuleverafter.org, Damon and Melanie's powerful Theology of the Body-based marriage ministry. And we're taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825 about the disease to please. Give us a call. Let's talk out how you can be authentically loving, but still set boundaries and take care of yourself. 877-573-7825. Those who deny the full humanity of the preborn will be toying with the sentiments of pro-life people. They will say, you can't really believe in the humanity of the unborn unless you support this or that piece of legislation. The pro-life position is quite different. We might well believe 
that we need to improve social conditions. But first of all, we believe that the pre-born are a good to be protected, even if born into poverty, even if born into unstable, violent homes. We want to eliminate those terrible conditions, but it is the height of arrogance to tell human beings like unborn children who cannot communicate or reason or stand up for themselves that they are better off dead because we know from our own experience that we would choose life and survival over death no matter how poor our social environment. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. Father Benedict Groeschel. I usually am operating on the gifts of the Holy Spirit when I don't feel well, even when I'm annoyed, when I'm down and out. During my recovery from the automobile accident, immense numbers of people wrote to me and sent me emails, 50,000. And they told me how helpful they thought my talks on EWTN were to them. I'm delighted, but I want you to know I'm nobody's fool. The talks that were helpful, the sentences that were helpful, the phrases that were helpful came from the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And the styrofoam packaging came from me. I did that. And styrofoam doesn't amount to very much. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Raising kids is hard. We all do our best and we all fear that we failed in some way, especially when our relationship with our adult kids isn't what we wish it was. It's easy to give in to self-recrimination. Blame, especially self-blame, accomplishes nothing except fostering the feeling that we're stuck and powerless. Rather than ruminating about past mistakes, put your energy in what needs to happen to make your relationship stronger today. Look for opportunities to create a stronger connection with your adult kids. Seek out ways to build trust. Take the initiative. Of course, you need to respect your adult children's boundaries, but let them know that you have no intention of giving up on them and that you're willing to have whatever relationship they're willing to build with you. Start from that point and build from there. Want more tips for strengthening your relationship with your adult kids? Check out our book, Having Meaningful and Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters, or visit CatholicCounselors.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled People Pleaser. Are you often afraid that you're letting people down? Maybe you feel like it's your job to make everyone happy or make sure everyone's getting along, whether you're talking about your own household or your extended family, and it's just not working out. Are you having a hard time saying no to somebody or or something, even though you really need to? Maybe you feel guilty setting boundaries with someone who's taking advantage of you or, or even giving your kids consequences because you hate kind of seeing them sad who who likes seeing their kids sad but you know what i'm saying right (laughs) you might be suffering from the disease to please and that is different from being a loving person as we've been talking about throughout the program you know to love somebody really means being committed to working for their ultimate good and sometimes that does mean doing things that you know setting boundaries or, or saying saying the hard thing that they need to hear and we need to be able to do that 
But when we have that disease to please, it makes it hard. So let us help you discover how to be authentically loving without being a doormat. 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. Before we take any other calls right now, we just want to let you know that our friends at Catholic Radio in South Carolina need to hear from you next week. They're airing their annual Radiothon broadcast next Wednesday through Friday. So if you're listening on any of their 11 stations across South Carolina, please make sure to support Catholic Radio in South Carolina. And if you're tuning in wherever you are, make sure that you're supporting your local Catholic Radio station, both with your prayers and with your dollars. Let's keep Catholic Radio on the air for decades to come so that we can keep supporting you in living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. We're taking your calls right now at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. We're talking about the disease to please. If you are afraid that you're letting people down, if you're afraid that it's your job to make everyone happy or make sure everyone else is getting along and you're failing at it miserably, if you're having a hard time saying no to someone, even though you know you need to, maybe you feel guilty giving your kids consequences or setting boundaries with someone who's taking advantage of you, you might be suffering from that disease to please, and that is different from being a loving person. We want to talk about how to help you be authentically loving without being a doormat. 877 573-7825. Let's talk now with Sandra, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Pennsylvania. Hi, Sandra. Welcome to More to Life. Will you have a comment for us? Hi, Dr. Bachuk and Lisa. Um, I just want to make a comment on the person who was concerned about her husband preparing for the diaconate and that he's spreads yeah. in. <clears throat> I think everyone who does any kind of preparation, myself, I'm a nurse, and I had to spend many years to do that. And um, once they achieve their goal, however, they're going to have the blessing and the grace that comes with it and uh, be able to prioritize their... um, You know what? I I wish that was true, Sandra, but it's not. Um, You know, because, you know, grace isn't magic, right? It builds on nature. And so our nature has to be in a place to cooperate with that grace, right? And so, I mean, this this would be like saying, you know... um, it's okay to marry the alcoholic because after you get married, the grace is going to help him, you know, get his priorities right. I mean, the grace is there, right? Certainly, God can God can work whatever God works, but we're we're called to kind of use our reason as well. And and the truth is, you know, we can have a you know to use a car metaphor, we can have a tank full of grace, but if our tires are flat or the engine is broke ain't going to go down the road, you know, and that's, that's the problem here, you know, so as we're discerning our vocation, you know, that's why Paul says in Timothy that, that, that you know, men who are you know, called to uh, ministry should have their own houses in order first. Yeah. That's how we test whether the vocation is real. Uh, and the same thing is true in, in, in marriage. Like we were talking to somebody yesterday who said that her fiancé shuts down every time she tries to talk about a difficult topic with him. What does that mean? What that means is that that guy's not ready for marriage. And, you know, so, you know, yes, the grace is there um, in any sacrament. But we have to be disposed to receive it. And when our priorities are so out of whack that we, you know, don't, we're, we're not able to have that healthy balance where we can see how to take care of first things first, 
um, then then I mean it, it, it doesn't work the way you were describing because I you know honestly I mean speaking as a counselor I I, I talked to a lot of deacons in the counseling practice whose marriages are a shambles uh, because they they even though they have the grace they they didn't have the mindset to be able to cooperate with it you know I think one of the things that Holy Mother Church really teaches us is that we tap into grace through daily habit and practice which is why it encourages us she encourages us to go to daily mass to pray daily to live a holy life daily to fast in particular seasons and in particular ways because the church really is so wise in saying we can't just kind of hope that we're going to become holy enough and enter into heaven in a split second at the end of living our lives in ways that do not create habits of holiness and tapping into grace and growing closer to God and serving him in the ways that he asks us to. We learn to do anything and we strengthen our spiritual core by having those daily practices. So, you know, our first listener today who's saying, hey, I'm really seeing that this is becoming a strain not just on her husband. I, I want to be clear on that. She was saying it's also a strain for her whole family. He's not getting the time with their last child that's home for his senior year. He's not really getting a time to really be with the two new grandchildren that live close enough by that he can be actively participating in their lives and becoming a mentor as they grow up. It's affecting the whole family. So the question is not, do you become a deacon or don't you become a deacon? It's how do we build in those daily habits and practices that will allow us to work with the grace, both now in formation and after his becoming a deacon, so that we can have a stronger, healthier family and all of us as that unit under, under the canopy of the sacrament of matrimony can then be a witness and a service and a light to those her husband is called to serve. Only in discerning those practices, doing those practices constantly, and living that day in and day out before that huge decision and life shift can they know if their family is really called to this life of service that he feels that he is called to. Yeah. Sandra, thank you so much for the call. I do appreciate the opportunity There's to, to address There's wisdom in it. But you need to back up and have the scaffolding as well to build it. Yeah, we really you. appreciate that call. 877-573-7825. We're talking about people-pleasing today on More to Life and that disease to please, which undermines our best efforts to be authentically loving. Who's up next, Lisa? We're talking with Francisco, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Kansas on 90.7 FM out of Dodge City. Hey, Francisco. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my phone call. Uh, yes, um, I have, a, I guess, two questions in one. Um, first of all, my wife uh, have been married with her for uh, 13 years now. Um, but she seems like she's always trying to um, please everybody. And I guess I wanted to understand what's the difference between... Um, well, can you give me an example of what you mean? Yeah, like uh, she's always uh, worried about... Uh, you make sure that we're all doing okay at home, uh, make sure that the kids uh, 
brush your teeth, do this, do that. And she's always on top mm-hmm. of things, concerned that make sure that everybody's it, it, it's doing well. I mean, well. that sounds like being a good mom. Do, do you see, do you see where, where would you see this being a problem, though, for you? Well, the, pro- uh, the, the problem is that it seems like uh, uh, she's uh, always concerned about making sure that we are doing okay and that we have everything we need. Um, right. That, it, that brings a lot of stress on her. Um, and, and to me, I, I want to find a way to help her, uh, you know, okay. so that she's not too concerned about pleasing everybody. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. My mom, I want this. Uh, mom, I want that. Uh, take me here. Take me there. Buy me this. Do this for me. You know, that's the kids mainly. <laughs> um, is that makes okay, sense? And I just want to. Uh, yeah, sure it does. Now, yeah. Francisco, let me let me ask you this because I, I want to get a really clear picture of where you are with this. First of all, bravo to you for seeing it and seeing that it's always mom, 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 and not dad, 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 that you want to lovingly take some of this burden off of her. There's a lot of talk right now about how wives and mothers particularly have to carry the emotional baggage of always having to plan everybody's life and do all the, it's not just, you know, getting the kids out to door to the door to school. It's making sure they have everything they need, brushing their teeth, on and on and on. So what are you doing as a dad to say, hey, no, it's my job to make sure they brush their teeth every day or that their bags are packed or what those things are? Let me help. What's your role? Well, I try to help as much as I can. and um, But it seems I have a feeling that I'm, not, I'm just not doing enough. And, and I can see her uh, uh, that she's stressed out sometimes to the sure. point that she's... She's she's not uh, she's not happy, and I, that's my concern. I want her to be happy. Okay. I want her mm-hmm. to know that I'm there to support her. And she's not alone. But I just sometimes feel like I'm not doing enough. And and you know, have you brought that to her? To, have you said those things to her? Yeah, yeah. We we talk a lot, and you know, she says, "Oh, that you're helping. I know you're helping me. Thanks for that." Uh, you know, I know you're doing your part and this and that, but uh, for whatever reason, um, you know, it seems like uh, it's, it's, I, I, I think it's just me having that perception that it's just not enough what I'm doing. to. No, I, I think out. I think that if that's what the Holy Spirit is telling you, that that's good. Have you ever sat down and said to her, honey, let's come up with a plan. Let's write down a plan of what I'm doing every morning, what I'm doing before the kids go to bed. And how I can take care of you. Yes. Because, you know, what I'm hearing here is you're like, you know, you're, you're offering to help with the kids and that's wonderful. That's fantastic. But I, I'm I'm. I'm not hearing her putting anything out there that, that, that's prioritizing, you know, filling her tank. You, do you know what I'm saying? Like, so maybe having yeah. the conversation about what is it that you need to feel taken care of, and how can I help either do that for you or or make that space for you to do those things that you need to do to take care of you, and not just have the conversation, but actually write down a plan so you both know what those things would be to take care of her. She gives you a list of ideas, the things that would really help if you took care of these priorities and you know what they are so you don't forget or she doesn't forget and you don't step on each other. At the same time, um, I, I'm guessing that she's probably not going to know what to say at first. You know, because if, if she's the way you're describing, she's not a person who really gives herself the space to think about what she needs. 
And you know, my my, you know, there's a very good chance that when you go to her and say, "Well, honey, what, what do you need?" Because I notice that you seem a little stressed or, or burned out sometimes. And and thank you for saying that I'm helping. But I guess what I'm really trying to say is, I would like to help you be happier, feel more peaceful, be able to enjoy your life more. You know, uh, and 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 I see you kind of running around taking care of all of us, and I'm very grateful for that. But you're burning yourself out. And as your husband, I love you, and I, and I want to make sure that you're taking care of you and that I'm taking care of you. So what can we do to do that? She's going to say, I, I don't know. Thank you very much for saying that, but I have no idea. You're doing enough. You're doing enough. And then she'll go on to keep pouring herself out to the point of nothingness. So what I want you to do is start praying about this with her every day. You know, so Definitely. when you wake up in the morning, and this is something that Lisa and I do. You know, first thing we do when we wake up in the morning, or, and you can't do it then, do it as soon as you can. Uh, and, you, and you say, Lord, you know, help me to be the husband that my, and, and you're saying this out loud with your wife right there, okay? Uh, help me to be the husband that my wife needs me to be. Help me to find ways to, to, to make her day a little easier or more pleasant. You know, help me, help her to get the space that she needs to do the things that give her joy and that help her know how loved she is by you and by me. And, and help us to be able to figure out what those things are so that, you know, we can take, I can take as good care of her as she's taking care of me and the kids, right? And you're praying about that and, and, and just bringing that up as a, as a regular point of conversation, but starting in prayer and then continuing that conversation later. Don't let her blow you off by just saying, oh, I don't know. Um, thank you very much. Uh, I don't need to do that. You know, just keep bringing it up and saying, listen, honey, I, we're going to keep talking about this because I just see you working so hard to take care of us and I really do appreciate it. But I don't feel like you're giving yourself the space to take care of you. And I, I, that's my job, to make sure that, that you feel loved and cherished and whole and like you have the permission and the space to do some things to take care of you and that I'm taking care of you. So let's keep talking about what that would look like. Yeah, and if she says, well, I'm the one who knows how to do all these things, you know, I just hear like such a humble strength in you, Francisco. So it's really good if you say to her, you know what, there are things I don't know how to do. I don't know, you know, this thing about our littlest child or exactly what everybody needs in their school bags for the next day or whatever those things are, what the bath routine is. Teach me. I will learn it and I will take those off of your plate in a way that, that you don't have to worry that I'm not getting it right and that everybody's miserable. I want to come alongside of you and really be the husband and father that you need me to be and the kids need me to be so you can be your fullest, happiest self. And she's again, she's going to say, you're doing great, you're doing great, thank you very much, you're fine, you're fine. At, at which point you say, look, I will know that I'm doing my job when I see you less stressed, more joyful, more peaceful, and doing more to take care of yourself. Then I'll know, then I'll know that's true. But until then, I want to keep talking about this. right? So don't let it go. Francisco, thank you so much for the call. If there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here or catholiccounselors.com. We have to go to break, but before we do, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. Am I called to seek man's approval or God's? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. You know, and this, again, kind of goes to that whole idea of, of people-pleasing. You know, loving others is not always pleasing them. It's, it's doing what is in their best interest, what, working for their ultimate good. And sometimes that means saying no or setting boundaries or saying the hard thing charitably but still saying it. Uh, and, and that is why, you know, loving is more than people-pleasing. St. Paul's reminding us here that the only person we need to be concerned about pleasing 
is God. 877-573-7825. Of course, that's easy to say, a little harder to do. So if you're in a situation where you're struggling to know how to overcome that disease to please, let's talk it out and find ways to be authentically loving in that situation or with that person. 877-573-7825. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Do you have an unrelated twin, a doppelganger walking around somewhere? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Scripture points to many who may have been actual twins. Doubting Thomas, one of the twelve apostles, may have been a twin. His surname is Didymus, which means double or twofold. Is it possible for each of us to have a twin of sorts, an unrelated person who so closely resembles us that they pass for a twin? Research cited by Dr. Peter Atia indicates that 99.9% of the human genome is identical across all humans. So it is possible that at least one of the billions on Earth could have a slight bit more genetic material that makes them look like me or you. But it isn't just looks. Even certain behaviors studied tend to be more similar in lookalikes. The next time someone says you look like George Clooney, research says it's possible. For more on this, look for the Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thanks for joining us today on More to Life. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today our show is titled People Pleaser as we talk about those challenges we feel when we are struggling to say no or set boundaries. Give us a call at 877 573-7825. We're talking now with Diane, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Illinois. Hi, Diane. Welcome to More to Life. What's up? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. What a great topic, one that I'm very familiar with, and I can tell you it hasn't led to really good mental health by Mm. people-pleasing. And um, just the other day, um, I was talking with my daughter. We're helping her raise her seven-year-old. And we were talking about this. Um, So she has a seven-year-old who's quite uh, an athlete. And we discovered um, that he was, um, the competition was getting to him because he did did so well. And um, so we told him, you never have to compete if you don't want to. That's your choice. And he said, I don't want to because the pressure was on. He's only seven. And so um, Wednesday she came home. She said, well, he's going to compete Wednesday. 
and um, don't say anything to him. His coach talked to him, and we had to talk about it, you know, about mental health and how we as adults, we don't just get here as people pleasers. It's been something we've nurtured for many, sure. many years, at least I have, from probably from childhood. And so we talked about respecting our our children, and when they really have a concern, you know, just being respectful. And so she went to him before school today and said, do you really want to compete? And he said, no, I don't want to compete Saturday. I really don't. But I'm afraid to disappoint you, afraid to mm-hmm. disappoint the coach. And and so she um, she honored him. You know, it was a way to, that's how our children will grow, I think, in mental, good mental health and good... Um, no, I think you make a really good point. I mean, you know... Because someone else is respecting them and not just minimizing yeah. them. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Point. And I think that, you know, this is this this is a new generation of being able to understand that mental health starts in the younger years. And parents and grandparents are now called in a very new way to not just listen to words, but really observe and get to know a child and be able to read the signs that they're giving about whether they are flourishing in a situation or they're just doing something because they're addicted to the accolade or they want to make the coach happy or the teacher happy or the parent happy or whoever that is. But then we are really called to pray and find that balance between is this something that they're that we need to honor because they are in that pattern or are they having a bit of anxiety and is can we support them in some way to live that more fully so while we listen and observe and try to support and honor we have to balance those two things to help them really have a mentally healthy life well and so you know so there's there's there sort of two parts to to the mental health piece one the first part is honoring them and the, and the other part is kind of sur- uh, supporting them and thriving right. and flourishing and so so i guess i would suggest first of all i, I want to thank you for this story because it's, it's a perfect example of, of of what we're talking about here and also and your witness right of choice. what it bore in your own life is very important and i think this was the right choice but i think as a follow-up question i think it would be good take this to prayer but but to, to encourage your daughter to say you know I'm I'm happy to to you know to respect the fact that you just don't feel like this is the place that you want to be you know that you don't want to be on this team or you know kind of competing this way, but you are really good at this thing as you said you know right. Um, I'd, I'd I would really love to to help you find ways that you could do more of this thing, but in ways that felt good for you. You know what do you like most about doing this thing? You know what, is there something about it that you enjoy? Can we find other ways for you to do that? And, and maybe that just means, you know, playing ball at home, you know, <laughs> uh, but, and that'd be great, right? But the point is you're, you're still, you're acknowledging that he's good at something and giving him ways to explore that, that, that take away the pressure, too, that, that, that's kind of crushing him, uh, which then allows him to continue to grow in that thing and, and maybe come to a place where later on he'd want to play on the team because he feels more confident and he's he's gotten he's in a different place with it he's in a different developmental stage he's seven now we put a lot of pressure on little kids when he's you know 13 15 years old that he might have different different capability and and man he might say no you know i just don't really like it you know i mean because you're allowed to be good at something but not like it (laughs) and that's okay and that's okay too right but but i just have the follow-up conversation where you acknowledge you know what this is i'm fine with you not being on the team or or competing if that just feels like too much right now 
Um, but you are good at this, and you know, is there some way that I could encourage you and support and you honor that and doing well. that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this way, you're you're helping him build resilience and creative thinking, as well as re- teaching him to respect his feelings. Diane, thank you for your call, your witness, and really honoring everyone by sharing it with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And if you are looking for ways to overcome the disease to please in your life, check out the resources we have for you at CatholicCounselors.com, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life through the light of God's grace. Check it out at CatholicCounselors.com. And remember, with God's grace, there really is so much more to life. Get out there and celebrate the life God has for you. Thanks for tuning in. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.